Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's my pleasure to announce the 24 winner of the Hurt Trophy, the Leon Dreisaitl. Leon Dreisaitl hammers it home. Nugent Hopkins and Yamamoto with the helpers. Dylan Holloway, University of Wisconsin. We have a star in the making right now for the Edmonton Oilers. Now we've got a wild scrum with fights breaking out all over the place. Jason's looking like he's picking the right time to get hot here. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. We're a really good team. Um, you know, we know that. and just trying to go out there and show that every game. I'm James Neal. Down on this. Jajar Kara from your Edmonton Oilers. This is the battle of Alberta we've been waiting for for three decades. Mike Smith, Leon Dreisaitl. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Unbelievable. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. What a stop me by Miko Koskinen. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Chad. Fabulous Friday. This is Oilers now taking you back to the late 1990s. The Verb, Bittersweet Symphony. That song was everywhere. At that time, I was working for uh, Sportsnet behind the scenes doing Funk Ward and Stats and wherever I went, uh, be it uh, specifically with the WHL package at that time, that song was cranking out. And, of course, I worked the uh, home team broadcasts uh, for the Oilers games and same sort of uh, spiel. Why, oh, why are we opening up with the Verbs? Bittersweet Symphony. Well, on this date, uh, going back to 2000, former Verve frontman Richard Ashcroft forced to cancel the remaining dates on a UK tour. He fell on the stage and broke two ribs. This was an accident that happened in Birmingham. This is Oilers Now. We're going to have a little bit of fun on today's show. Lots to get to. Uh, including some news involving a couple of Edmonton Oilers prospects and a couple of our regular Friday guests as well that are a huge part of Oilers now, which is brought to you daily by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Coming up at 12.35 today from NHL Hockey on Rogers, courtesy the River Creek Resort and Casino, Elliot Freeman will update uh, this sort of NHL, NHL, PA discussions at 105. 
for Horse Racing Alberta, Sportsnet spec, Mark Spector. And we did a little flip around yesterday. George LaRock, Edmonton sporting icon, currently Montreal-based media personality. He'll join us uh, today. Jack Michaels slid into his spot yesterday, so big George coming down the path at 135. Of course, you can reach us anytime on our River Cree Resort and Casino hotline. And when the River Cree Resort and Casino, they'll be back up and at them when Alberta is back up and at them. And you can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. It's 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors, ready for your kids' pregame warm-up. We're on Twitter. At Oilers now, you can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, and tweet Brendan Escott, who's a big part of the show, back at the 6.30 Jed Studios. Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. Brendan, we're going to bring you in a little early to talk about uh, something that you, a concept that uh, we discussed that you've put out via Twitter um, for our listeners to engage with. So have at it. All right. Well, we're doing a little uh, uh, consumer surveying, if you will. We want to know exactly how you're taking in Oilers now. Do you listen to us on a traditional AM radio station? Maybe you're driving around the city or the outskirts. Are you streaming us at your desktop or from your phone? That's an option, too. Or perhaps you're catching us via the podcast. So either way, we want you to head over to the Twitter page at Oilers Now and cast a vote. Just get a little uh, an, an idea of how we can uh, sort of, you know, best cater content to uh, to whatever our listeners want. And uh, just as just an aside here, I will tell you that in the month of November, 55% of the downloads, uh, individual downloads for Oilers now, um, and there's a fair amount of them, okay, uh, 55% of them came from the province of Alberta. Um, basically 70, no, 80, I guess 78, 79% came from Canada. There was actually 20% of the individual downloads to the show came from outside of Canada. That's crazy when you think about it. And I think it speaks volumes about the, the passion that Oilers fans have for the hockey team, uh, the strength of the Oilers brand and the quality of our guests as well. Uh, and again, you can, uh, Text us at any time at 780-496-0063 on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, but a great way for you to participate in the show. All right, let's get to it. Um, Straight into the top story. It is brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Pay no overtime rates on 24-7 service and repairs. Team Canada has been named. Um, five Albertans are on the team. Not a surprise. Kirby Dock out of Fort Saskatchewan. Of course, he was in the NHL last year with the Chicago Blackhawks. You've heard me say it once. You'll hear it a hundred times. If Kirby Dock had played for the U.S. National Development Program and Jack Hughes had played for the Saskatoon Blades, Kirby Dock would have been the number one overall pick in 2019. And I'll stand by that comment. He's going to play right wing, it looks like, uh, to start the tournament. We'll see if they stay uh, that way with him. Edmonton Oilers prospect Dylan Holloway. See how I kind of worked that around Kirby Doc because he's already played in the NHL. Oilers prospect uh, Dylan Holloway, who is currently playing at Wisconsin, has made the team most likely on a second line for Team Canada. Uh, Three other Albertans, including local product Caden Gooley who played for the Prince Albert Raiders. I was very high on Caden for the uh, 2020 NHL uh, draft. Of course, the Oilers have drafted Broberg and Bouchard in the top 10 the two years before. And right now, 
And I get you're gonna get your thoughts on this on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. And Brendan, you're gonna be in for the second time in the first half hour. Uh, three appearances, so let's get to only because this is a guy that you watched a lot. Carter Savoy yesterday uh, scored a goal, added an assist. He's now up to uh, six goals and eight points in his first five games at Denver, which is uh, dating all the way back to the days of. Uh, Murray Armstrong has been a perennial NCAA power. Michael Benning, who's a Florida draft choice, very good start as well. You saw those two guys um, with the short Park Crusaders over the last couple of years. I actually had two current pro players reach out to me yesterday afternoon after I put the tweet out about uh, Carter scoring, scoring uh, the goal in the first period. He's currently tied with one of the guys that he's tied with is Cole Caulfield in terms of goal production. Uh, to start the year. It's crazy. When you th- and by the way, Caulfield has 53 shots on goal, and Carter Savoy has 16. So, I, look, fourth-round pick. Oilers fans should be excited with Holloway. Savoy off to a good start. Of course, McLeod and Benson, uh, Lavoie, all playing over in Europe right now. Defense was seen as a strength. And the question I have for the listeners is, the Oilers have got tremendous top-end talent with McDavid and Drysettle and Nugent Hopkins. We know that. Are you starting to believe that there might be a second sort of group coming that can help? And it, look, they're not going to be on the level of Connor or Leon or RNH. But are you starting to get the sense that there might be a second wave of support players coming? And are you at a better place with the Oilers prospects at forward than maybe you were a couple of years ago? Texas at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Brendan, the question I have for you is: Are you surprised at what? Carter Savoy has done to start the year? Honestly, I am, because I don't think even Denver expected such a, a quick transition uh, to a different level of hockey, right? Even even having watched some guys come down uh, from the WHL to the AJHL, anytime you're moving away from a particular level of hockey, there, there's a, a shift in gear. So I didn't think that he was necessarily going to get it right out of the gate. What I'm noticing, and I think the best way that I can articulate this, having watched him for a couple years, is like he just has a, a shooter's mentality Bob like the it wasn't as if the goal that he scored yesterday in particular was was a real snipe job it was just the point of getting it on net from kind of an awkward situation and that was that was how he beat so many AJHL goalies but you don't necessarily expect him to be beating you know goalies on on the North Dakota fighting Hawks for example uh in two games and and that's the top team in the league so yeah I'm surprised that it's happened this quick did I think he'd have this kind of ability yes absolutely Absolutely. Yeah, he was a second-round talent, and there were, you know, I always, here's the thing. Maybe it's just with age, I'm not going to use the term wisdom. I'm just going to say experience, and sometimes you just got to cut each other a break out there, and maybe we can extend that metaphor for for what happens on a day-to-day basis from the far left and the far right. Not the 80 to 85% of us that are fairly centrist. They just got to cut each other a break. And I, I, I sometimes look, oh, ah, this kid, this, that. People grow up. People mature. People, and, and something has clicked in. And Savoy always had the, I mean, he can shoot the pill. He can shoot the puck. And so he's a very intriguing guy to watch for the Oilers. And you know what? If he hits, that's a mammoth pick for Edmonton. And right now, he's off to a good start. Now, I'll go back to the 2010 NHL draft. 
There were a lot of fans really excited with what happened with Curtis Hamilton and the Saskatoon Blades in 2010-11. Martin Marincin, those guys were both second-round picks along with Bitlick in that draft year. And a lot of people thought Stu McGregor was a genius at that time. Even Ryan Martindale on the third line, he was a uh, third-round pick, was playing with the Ottawa 67s and centering Tyler Toffoli, who had a 50-goal season that year. And so it is early, but... I think it's fair to say you probably could be a little bit cautiously optimistic that the Oilers might have some support guys coming here. Um, and the other thing that's going to occur here, I'll be frank with you, is we're going to probably have a flat cap and end up in a situation where inevitably, if you're willing to spend a little bit of money, you might get some bargains. Because I think that's that's theoretically probably what's going to happen. We'll get to some of that stuff in a second with the uh, Oilers Now Audio Vault. I do want to read you a, a text uh, that I got from... Uh, I'll just say a scouting source regarding the Canadian World Junior Team. It's great to see Holloway there. I never got to see him skate with the whole group. Just the NCAA guys, he looked good there, but that's not a great place to evaluate. The defense for Team Canada has a bit of everything. Top-end offensive skill and some guys that can really uh, play heavy. Great skaters, too. The forwards have some good sp- uh, sk- skill and speed. 20 of the 22 players that are on the team, by the way, are first-round picks. Some guys, that's of the skaters. Some guys will have to accept different roles than they're used to, but that's always the case. Goaltending is a question mark. I wouldn't say it's a weakness. You never know what a guy can do until given the chance. No one thought Joel Hofer could be that guy, and he won the gold medal for Team Canada last year. So that's an, it's sort of an independent scouting report that I got sent to me earlier today. All right. That's our top story, Team Canada news, some other prospect news. Again, it's brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Pay no overtime rates on 24-7 service and repairs. Into the Oilers now, Audio Vault 4, direct work where it's going to be fun. I'm going to tell you that right now. Direct Workwear supporting local and Canadian manufacturers in Edmonton and online at directworkwear.com. Brian Burke says it all, man. Uh, joins us every Thursday for Canadian Power Pack and he had these comments on how the players will make up the 500 to 700 million dollars owed to the owners first off the answer is that's about the right number it's going to be somewhere in that ballpark and how do you make it up is okay if if for example the players don't want to take a hit bigger than 30 percent and i don't like the players having to take a hit i'm not saying that oh they've got to absorb all this but i had a gm telling me that they're modeling at 30 percent revenues from last year so they're going to uh, uh, modeling it to lose 70 percent of their revenues and this is a team that does not does not make money and so it's going to be bleak i also am very curious you know the revenue sharing where the the wealthy teams prop up the smaller markets that pool is going to dry up to nothing too like that's eight and a half percent of hockey related revenue that's good for this year because we played into march but that's going to dry up in this upcoming shortened season Uh, so i don't know how you make it up i think like i say the one theory i had advanced to me by an owner is that the thinking is we get the TV deal it, any, any increase is not distributed to the to the uh, players at all, it's just flat cap and HRR stays the same and that's where they recover the money, but it has to be a pretty big deal to make back six or seven hundred million bucks 
All right, that's Brian Burke, longtime NHL executive, now with NHL Hockey and Rogers and Sports. That again, the national TV deal in the States is up. Uh, the national TV deal in Canada is currently held by Sportsnet. It roughly pays that Sportsnet deal, NHL Hockey and Rogers, two thirds of the twenty million that each each NHL team receives a year from the national TV deal, and then you have your regional rights deal as well, and that's where numbers fluctuate. I mean, you've, John Shannon knows this stuff better than anybody, and there's some belief that. The, like Montreal and Toronto are north of $50 million a year in regional uh, television revenue coming in. And you know what? Based on the numbers, it would make sense. We have, at case in point, just with the show, and again, we have an awesome fan base. Uh, the Oilers, uh, you know, you're talking about an iconic NHL franchise. There's a couple moments uh, a little bit later on when we get to this day in Oilers history where we'll talk about that. Uh, but we have more listeners to this show on a daily basis than in some southern belt markets than they have television viewers for their games. That tells you something right now about the uniqueness of the challenge of some of those Sun Belt markets. All right, it is currently 12.22 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer and Brendan S. Scott with you. When we come back in Oilers now for Edmonton-owned and operated elite promotional marketing, we'll get to NHL today. This is Oilers Now. Hi, this is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6.30 Chet. All right, all right, all right. 12.24, Edmonton quickly into the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob and Brendan, the Oilers are lucky. They are the only draw in this town. I still listen to AM radio only because there's no other real sports alternative. Also, never been inside Rogers Place. Last game I saw was in 2015. Oilers have an audience because this is a one horse town all right well great we read your uh, text uh this one made me chuckle a bit once in a while i listen live on the radio like today but most of the time i listen on the podcast again we've got a survey question out on our orders now account uh do you stream the show uh do you listen uh, directly on the radio or do you podcast it this texter says uh, i listen live on the radio like today but most of the time i listen to the podcast so i can skip former defenseman marks uh texts and tweets and bob's uh, spiels on ncaa football Oh, yeah, I forgot to do that. It's Friday. Yeah. Oh, I might have to get to that a little bit later on. Again, you can uh, text us. Bob, you probably won't address this. I'm just curious. The rift between the owners and the NHLPA, how's it going to affect upcoming contract negotiations, mostly concerning R&H? Uh, well, it's already affected things. Uh, we're, the pandemic is the thing that's affected things the most. That's the real enemy in all of this is the virus. And it's changed the complexion of the makeup of the money that's out there. And in the process... Um, Certain, if you're Taylor Hall, you, you drew a, you know, if you're Matt Duchesne, you hit the home run because you got your long-term deal before the pandemic hit. And if you're Taylor Hall, you have to take a one-year deal, even though you're a better player than Matt Duchesne. And in Ryan Nugent Hopkins' case, there's an entire distinct possibility that maybe the money that Rick Valletta's group thought might be there, say, two years ago on a long-term extension. Maybe that number comes down a bit because everybody's in a flat-cap world. I mean, that's just the reality of the situation. I'm not going to speak for Rick. I'm not going to speak for Ken Holland. I'm just logic dictates there's less money in the system. That might mean that the contract extension money is, you know, it might not be in the range of a Matt Duchesne who got $8 million a year times seven. And I'll throw this out there right now. If the Nashville Predators waived Matt Duchesne, no one would pick him up. It's just 
It's just the way it is. All right, let's get to NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandise specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com, back in the 630 Chad Studios. Brendan Escott. Okay, well, if you missed the top of the show and for some reason haven't been online today, I'll go down a quickly. Uh, the list of Hockey Canada's final roster this morning, uh, forwards including Kirby Doc, Connor Zeri, Dylan Holloway, Peyton Krebs is there, as is uh, Quinton Byfield, Jack Quinn, Philip Tomasino, uh, Dylan Cousins, Dawson Mercer, Alex Newhook. A couple more names there, but those are sort of the highlights. On defense, you're looking at Bowen Byram, uh, Colonus, Caden Korzak, uh, Jamie Drysdale, Caden Gooley, uh, right uh, from Sherwood Park, Braden Schneider as well, out of the Brandon Wheat Kings program. So this all uh, came as a result of the final red-white scrimmage last night down at Red Deer. Now the team will come up here for Sunday, and that's where every team that's participating needs to be in the bubble by. Uh, goaltending situation is set. Dylan Guerin, ter- uh, Taylor Gauthier, and Devin Levi in net. A mint can 1979 OPG Wayne Gretzky rookie card sold at auction for 1.29 million US dollars and that is the first hockey card to sell over a million so that was in the headlines this morning and yesterday Disney announcing a reboot of the Mighty Ducks franchise with Emilio Estevez reprising his role as coach Gordon Bombay and actually Dylan Playfair son of Oilers associate coach Jim Playfair and star of Letterkenny will also be in that series so there you go Never really was a big Mighty Ducks fan. I mean, come on, it pales in comparison to Slapshot as an example. Uh, I know a guy who pulled the Pablo Escobar once. You know what that is, Brendan? No. He uh, he took some hockey cards, uh, tree plant with him, and uh, for some stupid reason, I have no idea, it was not a mint condition Gretzky, and we ended up having about seven straight days in a row, and he needed a little bit of uh, fire starter, so he lit her up. Yep. Come on. <laughs> Did you ever see the scene in Narcos where Pablo Escobar is burning uh, like $2 million cash to keep his family warm? I think I've heard about it. I still have not watched Narcos, if you can believe that. That might be a slight exaggeration on the story. Uh, you know what was not an exaggeration? 35 years ago today, the Edmonton Oilers beat the Chicago Blackhawks 12-9, the highest-scoring game in NHL modern-era history. Mark Messier was out uh, with a lower body issue. I think he had a broken ankle. Glenn Sather put together the greatest line in the history of the National Hockey League. He had Yari Curry with Wayne Gretzky and Glenn Anderson. Curry and Anderson both had hat-tricks. Anderson had six points. Gretzky had seven assists. The Oilers won 12-9 over the Chicago Blackhawks. Elliot Friedman coming up for the River Cree Resort Casino at 1235. Off to a global news weather traffic update. Randy Kilburn. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.